0: Hey, abundant parents! It's Leah Ricor, creator of The Abundant Parent. Shannon was my guest this time last year, as I freshly paved the way for my Abundant Parent membership. Shannon was also setting the foundation for her business, embracing the brilliance. As a mom, I knew Shannon understood the unique struggles we face as parents trying to make time for ourselves. As an entrepreneur, she knew how to handle this parenting gig like it was a career, and that it is all about steady effort to reduce burnout. Self-love comes up a lot these days in parenting circles because it does make a huge difference in how we show up for our kids and what we model for them. Many of you who follow my posts have heard me talk about my childhood and learning from a young age to put my own needs second to those of my single mom who fought cancer most of my childhood. But in this simple act of empathy and compassion for the enormity of my mom's struggles, it set the precedent for my becoming a wife and mother who put myself last. That all changed when I went through my divorce. I knew that in order to maintain this peace of being a single mom while simultaneously modeling for my daughters, a mother with self-respect, self-care would have to play a much bigger part of my daily grind. The biggest obstacle to overcome in my choice to improve my efforts of self-care was my lack of self-love. This was partially an energetic inheritance from my mom, who also struggled with self-acceptance and love, but there's so much more to this as a girl growing up in our times, isn't it? There was the very confusing sexualizing of my gender from a very young age. I should preface what I'm about to say by sharing that I had not met my biological father until I was 18 and hadn't really had a consistent male role model in my childhood. So when I was not yet 12, I hadn't even started my period yet, I was already being pursued and ogled by men easily two to three times my age. And I know that this is common for many women that I've spoken to about this. With no understanding of a healthy male role model, it left me with the conclusion that women's value was based on their sexual appeal, and of course, without their looks. Perhaps what I craved was the approval of that male role model in my life, but without that, I came to seek the approval of other men. Now, I was also very shy, so I was not pursuing sex at this age, but As I filled in with my womanly curves and understandings of men over the course of the next 10 years, I would continue to measure my worth by the attention I could receive. The other message I was always receiving from my mom was how smart I was and how my mind was my greatest asset. But when I would catch wind of the gossip that my male peers would chatter, I would receive messages like, and I quote, she has big tits, but she's dumber than a box of rocks. End quote, and such. And dumb seems harsh, but I was very trusting, and I left myself very vulnerable. And so I would not only see my value in what I could visually and physically do for men, but then also question the very gift of mind my mom said was my greatest asset. But men weren't the only problem either. Children can be very unkind. The girls who would purposely throw balls at my face in elementary school gym class the boy who said my nose was too big in middle school. And then into adulthood, adulthood, I learned other women didn't love themselves either, so instead they hated one another. And so I began to see women as the lesser of the sexes, because I couldn't yet see that they were all acting out of the same fear and pain that I had. This changed when I was pregnant and met a wonderful group of maidens journeying into motherhood while we attended prenatal yoga class together. We lovingly bid each other farewell as we reached our due dates and collected again on the other side, bringing our babies together and sharing our fears and hopes and struggles. This was the first time that I loved my body, even though it was the worst it ever looked from a social standpoint. Because my God... My body did an amazing thing. Look at what my body could do. And this was the first time I loved and trusted a village of women. Sure that they would always have my back in this crazy sauce adventure of motherhood. But even then, all was in the name of my children. I would sacrifice all of my needs for them. So when did my greatest turn toward self-love occur? Interestingly, it was when I was hated most by those I had been closest to. Divorce is ugly. As I often share, divorce is a death that is not socially recognized. There is agonizing grief. And where there was love, not only by your partner, but so many others, there grows hate. I was devastated and hopeless. And while I tried to put the pieces together of this life I never wanted for my kids, they watched me for for cues, for signs that they could trust that they were safe. That they could still count on me to be that solid ground they could lean on as always, but I wasn't. I didn't feel like I was at all. I was scared. Looking at me today, you wouldn't even recognize that broken and shaken woman of that time. But out of the ashes, they say, and it's true. Devastating, devastation is quite clarifying. As the smoke rises and you see a clear view of what is left there for you to grow from, you find the riches. I had a few friends left, not many, but they were good ones. And I had a lot less financial security, but we weren't starving. And I had downsized to a tiny apartment, but it was home in our haven, and it kept the rain out. And every day there were reminders that I was still alive, that my heart was still beating, and there was joy, even in the rubble. As I rebuilt from this time, I discovered beautiful, amazing souls who were making it their life work to serve and elevate others. People like Brene Brown, Abraham Hicks, Patricia Evans, the guests on Lewis Howe's podcast and, and Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. Their words and stories, they showed me the way. They showed me that I would heal. I would feel better. I would love. And God, in retrospect, how greatly I would love. I discovered through finding self-love that I could love all things, even the ugly and hurtful things. Self-love has exponentially returned love into my life. It's so easy to love when you love yourself. It feels good to be the mom my kids can emulate to learn to love themselves. They are learning to give themselves grace, to respect themselves enough to have boundaries. They are learning... To use that guiding force of love to serve and to also understand others. And I did that, that little girl that couldn't love herself. I'm teaching my girls to love.